Hey, everybody, welcome to another exciting. Well, maybe exciting is not the right word, but it's always exciting. <laughs> welcome to another episode of Fat to Fit Podcast. Um, today on YouTube, no longer on Twitch. We've kicked Twitch out the door. New. And we've invited YouTube well, into our homes and our homes. We're not going to kick them. We're just going to set them to the side and see how this works. <laughs> okay. So, okay, let me let me step that back. Maybe Twitch isn't the enemy. Um, maybe Twitch is just on the side for right now. But uh, thank you for joining us. I am your host, Jay Scott, uh, as we have... Mute, mute your phone. See how this works. Oh, my God. I just realized. Yeah. Okay, I see. Oops. Sorry, guys. I had YouTube on in the background. We're getting an echo. Let's forget the last 10 seconds. I'm your host, Jay Scott. You can find me on social media at Ned Stark's Ghost. Joined, as always, by my hetero life mate, Jared Shapiro. He is at Get Fit with Jared. And this is Fat to Fit. And here's Woo! where graphic would be if we had if we had a visual department. That's where the One graphic. Of these days. Yeah, and like the intro One song. And yeah, that's what we would have there. Yeah, one of these days. One of these days. I know how to do it in the software, but uh, I only have so much time. Did you mute your phone? I did. Why am I getting feedback? I don't know. Oh, man. Sorry, folks. We're trying some new equipment here. And uh, yeah. Let's see. And there is, um. wow. So this is what, this is the danger of going live. <laughs> um there's not much we can do about it Where, are you getting that feedback through your speakers can you just power them off bam there we go okay how about it <laughs> great that was a job <laughs> anyway so we're live if you could we're live because that's not edited out anywhere uh yeah so mr ned stark's ghost jay how are you doing today i am doing great i can't complain about a single thing in this world um and I am, I'm, I'm looking at our video on YouTube now and I'm like, man, I should have put a little more effort into grooming my beard today, but that's okay. Because today <laughs> we are talking about, so last week, I'll recap real quick. So last week we had a talk about um, like kind of an abstract topic. And, you know, normally we come on each week and we talk about a specific thing like, you know, rep range or protein or cardio or whatever. And, you know, last week we really talked about like motivation and like things we want to accomplish and how to accomplish things. And we kind of hit a lot of things, but you know, the, the, the core idea that we touched on last week was basically like, you, you have to kind of be in control of your own destiny. And during the week uh, you've been like, well, today let's talk about comparisons and how we compare ourselves to ourselves and how we should only compare ourselves to ourselves. And I think that's kind of a loaded topic um, because I think it's very easy to say we can only, we should only compare ourselves to ourselves, but that's not something people normally do. People no. like people live to compare themselves to others. And I, I think there's a, a lot of benefit to finding ways to compare yourself just to yourself and, and measuring your goals that way. But I think that's not something people, they that's not a default setting for most people. Yeah, I think it's something that's ingrained in us in general, not just in fitness. Uh, it's why celebrity blogs and magazines, like people are such a big deal is because people always want to compare their life to somebody else's, somebody who they either see as more successful or garbage human because Jersey Shore exists. 
Um, <laughs> hey, hey, I'm not it's, wrong. I, I said it. Snooki <laughs> might be watching, so. Well, she can donate whenever we set that up. Uh, but I think it's a dangerous habit to get into in general. Absolutely. It's even more dangerous when you're talking about fitness because Absolutely. everyone's body is different. Uh, you and me are both big guys, but if I were to try to compare my progress over the last few years in fitness to yours, we're two different people inside. So yep. it's not a good comparison to make. It's just going to lead to craziness. Exactly. You can only, there's no way you can look as beautiful as I do. Oh my gosh. So um, we're going to talk a little bit about that. And I kind of want to hit on um, some nuts and bolts ways you can compare yourself to yourself. Um, and we'll talk about that. But before we get too deep into anything, as always, we have to read our disclaimer. Fat to Fit podcast is a podcast. It's entertainment. And we're talking about our journey of going fat to fit and what we've learned along the way in hopes that we can help you with your fitness journey. That being said, we are not clinicians. We do not take clinical care of anyone. We do not give clinical advice. And anything we say on the podcast or related outlets should be taken for entertainment purposes only. If you need help getting started on your fat to fit journey, we'd be glad to help you get started in the right direction. But we will only recommend and direct you to license medical professionals. And we strongly encourage you to be under the care of medical professional at all times during your fitness journey because you only get one body don't leave it up to chance so that being said don't compare us to doctors don't compare, <laughs> don't compare <laughs> us to doctors so um I, i've got a, a little story that i can share about um comparisons so i want to you know i like to preface every episode by saying you know it, it's cliche to say everyone's different but everyone is and we need to always keep sight of that. So, you know, when I talk, I like to talk about my time as a, a, you know, when I was doing strongman, because that was a really special time for me. It's a time when I got, I, I learned so much. Like I spent my whole life in the gym and training and learning to train and reading books and everything. But the, you know, two or three year period where I was in the strongman and powerlifting, I learned more then than I ever learned. And when comparisons can get dangerous is when you are trying to compare yourself to people that you don't even know. And I think ultimately that's probably going to be the, the idea that goes through all of this is you should not compare yourself to unknowns. And for me, when I first got into strongman, that was during the time when uh, Eddie Hall, uh, who was 2016 or 2017 world's strongest man. I'm sorry, Eddie, if you're listening, I love you, but I can't remember what year it was. Um, but that's also when he was breaking the thousand pound squat record. And that's when that was a huge thing because a lot of guys in strongman were going for that thousand pound record. Now in the year since then, you've got armloads of people who've done a thousand pounds. I just watched a video on Instagram. There's a lady at a competition this weekend she deadlifted 462 pounds at 99 pounds of body weight. So strength, strength is all over the map. I wish I remembered her name, but I forgot. Um, maybe I'll link it later on our socials. But the point is, when I was going through that, you know, Eddie Hall kind of became, I don't want to say an idol of mine, because I think, I think when you're in your 30s, you don't have idols anymore. But he became someone that I, I was paying attention to and I listened to. He gave a lot of good advice, very positive. And I was like, okay, well, if Eddie can have a thousand pounds, well, how high can I get? 
Now, Eddie's a professional strongman. He's probably juiced to the gills. You know, even if he isn't, he's got you know, way more money to su supplements and food and training and everything else better than I have. But I had a competition coming up, which is South Carolina's strongest man. And the previous record uh, for the deadlift, I want to say, was like 680, 690 pounds. And I remember I was training and I was like, I, there's no way I can get even close to this. Because at the time, my deadlift was stuck around 600 pounds, maybe 620. And, and that was me deadlifting off the floor. Now, the strongman deadlift is up in the air, generally about 18 inches. So you're picking the bar from about knee height. And, and that's where the strongman record was. So my thought process was if I train pulling off the floor by default, that the half rep that you do in strongman is going to be stronger anyway. So like I said, I was getting a little over six off the floor. It was the best I could do. And I just hit a plateau. I didn't have time to do any better. Well, unfortunately injuries had forced me to withdraw from the competition, but that weekend, a new record was set at 725 pounds. And I remember being absolutely furious that I missed that contest because I thought to myself, 725 was probably what I could have done. I could, I could have that record. Right. And so I got angry and I went to the, went to the gym the next week. And I said, I am going to outlift that record today, or I'm going to die. I, I refuse to leave this gym until I do it. And I remember distinctly, it was a Saturday morning and my girlfriend at the time was with me and I loaded up 735 on the bar so it was 10 10 pounds more than the record and i got that one rep off and when i got up to the top i held it and looked around and i had a nice little crowd around me watching because it's, it's a spectacle when you see 700 pounds load on the bar and when i put it down i could feel what i imagined were all of my internal organs gasping for air <laughs> in my intestines and everything just revolting like i I almost, you know, like I almost passed out, but I did, I did a clean rep. And, and the, and why I like to share that story is because I think it's very unhealthy for you to, to let anger be a motivating factor, you know? And at the time I can say that I was immature enough where I was angry at the guy that set that record because I was jealous. All right. And, and like Jay-Z always says, jealousy is weak emotion. You got to overcome it. Right. <laughs> And now I've reached a place of serenity in my life where I'm like, you know, if I come close to setting records, even personal records, the competition is healthy for me because I'm not letting anger motivate what I do. Because when you let anger, jealousy, envy, and all these things motivate you, when you see people accomplishing things that you dream about, instead of being motivated by that, if you're motivated by the fact that you don't have it, that negativity is going to permeate everything you do. You're going to limit yourself because after a while, you're going to realize, hey, I can't deadlift a thousand pounds because that's, I'm not that, I'm not a professional powerlifter. I'm not a professional strongman or, you know, getting away from strength. If you're a distant, long distance runner or something, you know, maybe you can't break a certain time limit in a marathon, or maybe you can't break a certain 400 meter record or whatever, because you're just not on that level. Or maybe just genetically, it's impossible for you to do. You have to learn to be confident and, and be happy and healthy with what you can do instead of focusing on what you can't do. Um, you know, and, and that's, like I said, it's easier said than done. Cause it's taken me years to get to that point, but that's, I'm, I'm happy to report. That's where I am now. It has been a very painful journey for me to get to a level of, of looking at myself in the mirror and saying, I'm happy with what I see. 
because my whole life I've always compared myself to everyone else. When I was a kid, like last week, you talked about um, when we were kids watching Lex Luger um, in WCW and how he always looked with his chest and his pecs and everything. And as a kid, I was like, I'm like, who do I got to sacrifice a goat to to look like that? Like, <laughs> I mean, what dark ritual, you know, and, and the secret is for everything, it's um, diet and exercise and, and maybe drugs, but mostly diet and exercise. And I think that a lot of people don't realize that to truly be in that elite status, you not only have to sacrifice or be willing to sacrifice everything, but you have to have a work ethic that's completely unmatched. And I think like for me, I learned that a little too late in life to become a superstar. You know, if I would have had, if I would have been coachable as a teenager, which I absolutely was not, maybe I could have had a coach impart that wisdom on me and I could have achieved more. But I didn't because I just compared myself to the Lex Lubers and the Hulk Hogan's of the world. And instead of being motivated by what they were doing, I was just pissed off that I didn't have it. And I was a complete, like, feral child until I was in my 30s. Yeah, would you know? You know how I was. Yeah. You know, um, so so I can say that's kind of been my curve, you know, of, of, of maturity. It's taken me till almost 40 to be a grown up. But I'm here now and, and I'm a lot better because of it. <laughs> Started from the bottom now. You're on your way. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so I think a good point there is it's one thing to compare yourself, and it's another thing to be motivated by someone. Um, comparing yourself leads to things like jealousy, which is pointless because what good is you hating on someone going to bring you? When instead, if uh, Let's say uh, you looked at Lex, uh, Lex Luger or Hulk Hogan. It's like, what is he doing? And how can I do that? How can that motivate me? Exactly. Um, and uh, at the end of the day, it's lift more in the late 80s, early 90s, take more steroids. So, uh. <laughs> I mean, and, and, and that's it's funny. Like, you know, we, have, we say that kind of tongue in cheek because, and, you know, we, we both know a lot of people who are juiced up, and that's just, Par for the course in the circles we run in and yeah. i mean and i mean not to be controversial on purpose but i'm the most pro steroid person in the world i think i think people should be able to buy it over the counter um because anybody who wants to use steroids are already using them you know yeah. and the people who aren't are people that just don't want to that bad and i don't think that it makes you a better athlete or a worse athlete or anything because there's nothing that replaces hard work but True. we have to acknowledge every elite athlete with few exceptions, they're, they're taking something, you know? So when we, and, and that's another thing, I guess maybe it does bear discussion with this. So, you know, and I'm not going to accuse any athletes of juicing or whatever, like, cause we all know, who, we all know who they are, right? We don't have to talk about that. But if you're looking at someone who is like, you know, like in the strength world, if you're looking at somebody who's able to like do like a 1200 pound squat or just something insane, right? You know, it's not unreasonable for you to think that one, that person may be, that person may have a medical advantage that you don't have, right? And whether that's the, you know, the use of illicit drugs or legal drugs prescribed by a professional and maintained by a professional, um, yeah. you don't know that unless that person tells you. But also a person's genetic structure, like a person's genes dictate so much and it's kind of a cop out it's a cop-out always to say that your genes prevented you from doing something. But at the end of the day, that's really like, it's a huge thing, you know? And that's why like last week on the show, we talked about leaning into what you're good at. Like I am not built to be a runner. And if I try to run, my running is always going to suck. 
So if I decide that a runner is what I have to be, I'm not only fighting against the natural curve of being successful at being a runner, but I'm also fighting against how God (laughs) designed me and my ancestors. So that's, that's That's, that's funny. That's the same reason I'm not in the NBA. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) And it's like, you know, and, and it's crazy because we'll look at NBA players and you'll see a guy like, I don't know, like whoever's seven foot tall, like, you know, like, I don't know, Kimbe Mutombo or somebody famous. And they're like, oh, they're seven foot two. <clears throat> but in addition to being seven foot tall, you know, I guess Dikembe is a great example. In addition to being seven foot tall, he's also incredibly intelligent, right? Because he's a, he's a defensive master. He was a coach, right? He's charismatic. He's good looking and he's healthy. Like he hit the genetic jackpot. You know, and yeah. then maybe not in the, in the seven foot tall world, but somebody like Arnold in the six foot tall world, you know, Arnold naturally very broad, naturally very lean and naturally trim waist. He was born to be a bodybuilder and he leaned into that and became successful. You know, so when we start comparing ourselves to superlative people, you know, like I could look at Arnold all day and I can be like, man, I wish I had his structure, but that's impossible. His structure is his structure. That's unique. Everyone's structure is different. But I can look at Arnold's physique and I can say, what did Arnold do or what did Arnold present or what did Arnold make of himself? Like, what can I do in that same vein if that's what I want to have? And, you know, I know you're very big on avoiding the influencers on Instagram. You know, like everybody's a celebrity now. And the problem with that is if you've got an Arnold, for instance, and I use Arnold because he's a big hero of mine, you know, Arnold is very open about drug use in the seventies when he was, you know, a pro bodybuilder and getting into bodybuilding, you know, he's very open about like just how that lifestyle was and it's not for everyone. And yeah. also like in the late seventies, especially bodybuilding caught lightning in a bottle because they had so many superstars come into that period that set the, the industry up for the success that it's had since then. It's almost like with wrestling in the late nineties of the attitude era, you know, that's the entertainment industry on its ear. So like, you can't compare yourself to not only superlative people, but superlative people who are at like the zenith of an industry, you know, you can't plan to catch lightning in a bottle. You just have to be prepared when it strikes. And that's the key is being prepared for any opportunity that comes along and not getting discouraged when it's taken long for you to get there. Yeah, and that's a lot of the influences out there, which we'll get to later. I don't want to get onto that just yet. Uh, that's what they did. They, uh, <laughs> I don't think Starbucks needs you. <laughs> no, I think they're fine without me. Yeah, I think they'll be okay. Uh, but yeah, they a lot of times they were in the right place at the right time. They grab that lightning bolt and they're riding it as long as they can. But again, we'll go over them later. Let's talk about how do you compare yourself to yourself? And it goes back to something we say a lot, journal, track. Yes. Uh, For you, um, you can talk more about this with weightlifting. Uh, If you lift, what, 600 pounds one day, how do you know you improve from that? How do you know you're doing better than a month ago? I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to give you two points and I'm going to, I'm going to throw one back to you. Hey, basketball. Yes. So, um, you know, it's, it's not just weightlifting, it's life because so anyway, if you watch the show, we talk about DDPY a lot, don't call it yoga and shout out to diamond Dallas page. And the, the thing that has, um, endeared me to DDPY 
is that I see how much easier I move through life now having been on it, right? And even though I'm like the worst backsliding DDPY convert in the world, um, when, when we say like, how do we compare ourselves? So we, journaling is always going to be the thing and, and not just journaling your workouts, but journaling your life, right? And, and I'll, I'll, I'm going to segue back to that in a second. But I think about one moment with DDP yoga that I had that I use as a reference point. So when we started DDP, don't call it yoga. I know. Sorry, Paige. When we started doing DDPY back in 20, I mean, it's on the bottle. Yeah, I mean, come on, Paige. <laughs> what do you want from us, buddy? Um, when we started it back in the day, you know, I mean, we were both like terrible, not good. <laughs> we were yeah. not good at it at all. I had no flexibility. Yeah. And neither did I. And, um, you know, I thought that the flexibility training I had been doing for years in wrestling was a lot, but it, it, it wasn't enough. And being removed from the sport for a couple of years too, I just, you know, I wasn't in the shape that I thought I was in. And long story short, I remember the day when I was doing one of the movements where I'm standing on one leg and I'm like, I'm like, I got my arm out and then I got my other leg bent behind me and I reached down and I was able to touch my foot and then extend this arm all the way up. And I felt like every bone in my back <laughs> and in my hip crack all at once. And I was like, I don't think I've ever been in this position in my life. And now that's a position that I can just get in with ease. Like it's not even, um, you know, like I've been taking some uh, improv classes and I was doing a skit the other night where I, my foot was tangled up in something and I'm like, oh, this is easy for me to do. I can just bend down and do my DDP yoga pose and stretch all the way out look like I'm going to fall, but not fall. And I, little things like that, I find every now and then in life where I'm just like, oh, I didn't think I could bend that way. Oh, I didn't think that I could walk that far. Oh, I didn't think I could jump that higher, whatever. And I find that those little victories are almost like they're irreplaceable. Because if you're, you know, in public, especially if you're with someone or you're with a group or whatever the case may be, and you can, you find yourself able to exceed your limits effortlessly, that not only makes you feel good about yourself, but it builds your confidence tremendously because that's how you know you have progress and other people can see it, you know? So I say that, I say that because I think that we need to, to always keep in mind that fitness and training or strength, whatever you're going for is not just about the movement you do, but how does it impact your life? And yes, I can go to the gym. So I, I don't, I don't really deadlift or squat anymore because my knee is just too messed up. But a few weeks ago, I went in and deadlifted and probably the first time I've deadlifted, honestly, in probably a year. And I was able to pick up 495, but I couldn't finish the rep. Like I just, I got maybe half the way up. But even just getting it off the ground, to me, I was like, I haven't done this in forever. And I was able to pick 500 pounds up off the ground, you know, and yeah, a good part of that is my genetics. But also a good part of that is that over the years, I've built up my strength. And that's just the way I am. You know, I've, I've maintained that. And so I, I went through looking some of my old journals. And I was like, well, you know, even when I was deadlifting, I haven't deadlifted 500 pounds in a very long time. So you know, I felt even more proud of myself then because even the last deadlift cycle I did, I didn't go that high. So, you know, I guess it's a roundabout way of saying like you, you have to, 
you have to one have a vision of what you want to do. You can't just train. You can't just die. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm losing weight. Oh, I'm getting in better shape. No, you're not. You're probably spinning your wheels. Because once you say like, hey, I want to lose 20 pounds, then as each pound ticks off, like that, that's a victory. And the more victories you have, the more you're going to get addicted to winning. You're going to get addicted to that feeling instead of saying, well, I can't celebrate until I lose all 20. No, you get to celebrate 20 times on the way down, you know, and that's and I think that's what people overlook is like, you know, these the social media influencers and a lot of celebrities and athletes, you know, they won the genetic lottery or they, they were born with a silver spoon in their mouth. They don't have to work 40 hours a week and a part time job to, to pay the mortgage, you know. So you can't compare your efforts to their efforts. You only need to focus on yourself and your goals. If there's anything out there that you're wanting to achieve, big or small, it doesn't matter. You have to set your vision on it. And unfortunately, in society today, especially for those of us, you know, under the age of 40, the economy is like such a struggle. So you know, we're all tired. <laughs> we're all tired and we're all beat up and we're all just a little hopeless, you know? So I always like to tell people like, you know what, instead of feeling bad about things that you can't buy a house or you can't retire early or whatever, take that energy, right? Negative as it may be, put it to the side and then channel that when you get into the gym. Yeah. Because if you just let that cloud the front of your brain, you're only going to make your situation worse. You got to move that negativity to the side. You know, if the bad things happen, move it to the side, deal with it after you train. Focus you know, on what you can actually affect. Exactly. Like what can you affect? And yeah. And, and that's where, when I, I just get, I get so like, I don't know, I get fired up when I talk about that because I know for me, I think about how many opportunities I lost, you know, when I was younger, just because I had such a bad temper. Like I couldn't ever just allow myself to just go with the flow or make peace with the situation. I always had to prod and prod and make things difficult. And not only did I make life difficult for others, I made it difficult for myself because I, again, I'm, I'm constantly focused on what I don't have instead of what I do have. And, you know, for some people, they, they do get obsessed with, you know, a situation because, well, I don't have money, so I've got to work harder. Okay. Well, if that's your motivation to do better, let your motivation be that you want to enhance your life or enhance your family's life, you know, or provide for them. But if you just focus on, I don't have enough, you're never going to have enough. You know, if you treat, if you treat money, weight loss, sex, drugs, anything, if you treat everything from a less than perspective, you're never going to be satisfied because it will always be less than. Exactly. And I think another important thing with tracking your progress is at some point you're going to hit some kind of plateau. Yep. For me, trying to lose weight, I easily get stuck. After losing a 10, 20 pounds, I'll get stuck for a while. Like right now, I'm stuck in the 250s. And, and that's why you shaved your beard because you could lose half a pound that way. That was five pounds gone right there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, uh, the thing that helped me in the past, I'd just be like, man, I'm stuck. I'm just never going to lose any weight. I'd give up and I'd get fat again. Um, but this is not the fat to fat podcast, the fat to fit podcast. <laughs> is that a different Starbucks mug? That's my Starbucks water, mugs? baby. Yeah. Uh, many, anyways. Many, many, many. <laughs> um, one of the things that helps me get through those plateaus is I look at the other things I'm journaling. Uh, progress pictures, very important. Um, pick a pose, take a picture from the front and the side. I just want to stand there. Great. Randy Orton, even better. Front, side. Even if you're staying around the same weight, if that's your main goal, 
you'll see over time, even at that same weight, you'll see changes that you're looking yeah. for. Uh, because as you're losing fat, you're building muscle. But when you just look at the scale, you're not always thinking that. Um, the other thing, since doing DDP yoga or DDPY, if you don't want to call it yoga, um, just walking around, uh, bending over a tire shoe, things like that. I remember there were aches and pains in my back that aren't there anymore. So even though I haven't gotten out of the 250s in two months, there are other things that I can use to see that I'm still progressing. Uh, getting back into jujitsu. I would not have been able to do that two years ago. Um, those are some of the, the little things. So if you yeah. are stuck in some kind of plateau, look at your journals. Track so, more than one thing. You know what I did? Uh, so I've, I'll be honest, I, I haven't weighed myself, I think, since March. And I haven't measured myself since April. Uh, so both those things are overdue for me now in June as we go into July. But I could feel that I wasn't, when I say I could feel that I wasn't losing, I, I, I guess the best way I can say is I just, I, I felt kind of flat, right? A couple of weeks ago. And I knew I was going out of town to work for a week anyway. And I said, you know what? I'm going to just do, you know, one or two workouts the week before, take my week off out of town. And then when I come home, I'm going to take a week off to recuperate and get everything in order. And I'm not even going to worry about going to the gym. You know, I'm going to eat like I normally eat. You know, I'm not going to go crazy. It's not going to be a cheat two weeks, but I'm just going to take two weeks away from everything. I'm not going to look at any bodybuilding videos. I'm not going to watch any podcasts. I'm just going to not even think about training, right? And so while I was on, uh, while I was out, out of town, you know, I walked around the city and, and I did all this stuff. And I mean, I logged like, you know, I think like seven or eight miles on foot, you know, during those couple of days, which for me is a lot. And, um, and I had no issues, no knee pain, no back pain, nothing. And I felt great and I felt very healthy. And I was like, this break from the gym is exactly what I needed. Um, and so then I, I get back into the gym. Uh, this is two weeks ago now. And the first week I was back in, I just did a little baby workout. So I wouldn't, you know, get, get too sore. And then the other day, I don't know if you saw my post or not on Facebook or Instagram, but it was last Monday. Uh, actually, yeah, it was last Monday. And well, actually, wait, what day is today? Is it Thursday? I think it's Thursday. Yeah. So that was internet uh, is today Thursday. <laughs> so, so that was three days ago. Yeah. So three days ago when I was at the gym, um, shout out to Crunch Fitness. Um, I saw like, I was like, this is my, this is my chest day. Right. And I'm like, I'm, I'm going to go in and I'm going to. Like I, I said, like I have, I've had my break. I feel great. So when I go back into the gym, everybody is competition now. Like, like, and I say that not in a adversarial way, but like for me in my mind, if I see somebody over there, like with military press doing 150, well, if I'm doing military press that day, I got to do 155. Like everybody is competition. I'm, I'm absorbing everybody's energy. Right. And so when I'm in there, I want an incline bench and the guy beside me, is on the flat bench and he was flat bench. He had 315. So I'm like, I bet I could incline 315. I don't know if I've ever inclined 315 in my life. <laughs> I just, I, I honestly don't know if I ever had or not. Um, I mean, I'm sure I have at some point, but like I've never tried to like really push the, the weight on the incline bench because that's not what it's for for me. And, you know, I got up there and when I got to 315, I got one, one rep, then I got a half a rep and I, I got stuck. And that guy actually came over and helped me get, bar back up and 
I was like, man, I was like, I've been out of the gym for two weeks, right? I haven't, I, I haven't tried to stay tight. And even before, you know, the couple of weeks leading up to my break, you know, my strength had really been waning. I was like, uh, you know, I just, I was going through the motions at personal stuff and work stuff. I just wasn't really, wasn't really crushing it at all. And now I come in and, and do, if not the most weight I've ever done on that lift, certainly the most weight I've done in years on that lift. And, and so it, it, it actually like really stoked a lot of like a lot of fire within me because I thought to myself, if, if that's, if that's what my best is, and to be fair, you know, I got one rep and then I got half a rep. So we can say 315 is my ceiling for the incline bench, right? Um, if that's my best and that's maybe 50, 60 pounds more than I thought I could even do, what else am I holding myself back? From? And so, so I, I start thumbing through my diary because every I got all my workouts for the last probably 10 years on notes on my iPhone. And I'm going through and I'm looking at some of the weights and I'm like, you know, I can see some peaks and valleys, but I'm like, I'm not seeing... I'm not seeing Mount Everest as, as much as I'd like, you know, I'm not seeing like, you know, peak Valley, peak Valley. Oh, personal best, personal best. I'm seeing a lot of treading water. And I'm thinking that, you know, maybe my problem is that as much as I've been able to mature and grow and get out of my own head, I don't think that I, I have been the other side of comparing yourself. I don't think that I've been holding myself accountable to myself as much as I would like to have been because I haven't grown as much in terms of strength as I probably could. Like, you know, just that one lift made me think like, well, there's probably five or six other lifts I could crush right now if I just put my mind to it. And, and that's what I, I feel like I have an obligation to do that now. Like I feel very motivated yeah. because of that. And it has nothing to do with world strongest man, which is going on right now. Shout out to all the guys, you know, it has nothing to do with, with any of that. It has nothing to do with like anything that I see in the media other than, like I'm glad for that and I'm entertained by it, but it does, it's not making me feel less than I, I, I feel like I can just do more and I can do more because I know I can. And the proof is the fact that I haven't yet. I know it sounds kind of silly, but like that, that, that's how I feel like, like world strongest man's going on this week. And normally when that happens, I think about, Oh man, all the contests I missed or all the con lifts I missed, you know, everything else. But instead I was watching it today on Instagram and I'm like, just wish I was there helping out. You know, like wish I was there hanging out with the guys and, and, and it just is such a positive emotion. And I hate that, that I'm 40, almost 40 years old before I could have an adult <laughs> thought, but, but, you know, like every year has always been, you know, me kicking rocks angry. And now this year, I'm just like, well, you know what, I'm going to tribute to those guys by going out and doing the best that I can do. Yeah. I think that's definitely the more positive emotion to look at that with. Uh, but since you mentioned trying to break some of that treading water, I saw on Instagram, if you really want to up your game in the gym, you need to get the newest flavor of bang energy. Oh no, not the bang. <laughs> yes, I know that's that right. You, I know that you have been chomping at the bit to rail on social media influencers. Like Jared doesn't get excited about much, but like every episode like that we've done or just per preparing for each episode when I mentioned social media influence, he's like, no, 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 we save that. That's special. <laughs> so that needs an episode. So social media is a dumpster fire and it's one of the greatest things that humanity has created. That's better. 
Yes. So <laughs> how can it be both things at once? It's, it's amazing. Uh, well, it's neutral, just like all technology. What you, what you see in it is what you get out of it. So me, personally, I like going in. I like putting positive posts out there, occasional snarky posts, occasionally complaining to corporate America, but you know, customer service stuff. But for the most part, positive posts. Um, I don't like the, the attacks that happen on social media. I don't like the ignorant sounding comments people make on social media. So I just try to scroll past those and avoid those. But one of the things I realized when I started getting into trying to uh, spread a love of fitness is there's a lot of people that are out there that want to make money off fitness, but not actually helping you. Uh, Instead, they're trying to push product, <clears throat> usually not their own, usually it's some other company like Bang Energy. I like Bang Energy, <laughs> but I know that it's not going to make me lift 600 pounds in it from a, from a squat. Uh, the thing that you have to keep in mind, and this comes back to comparisons, when you see the people pushing those products, they didn't use those products to get where they are. Most of the time, they mm. did put in hard work. Mm. Mm. <laughs> and, oh, man, like it's just, it, that's just an uncomfortable, or I guess I'll quote Al Gore. That's an inconvenient truth. Like, yes. Because, and, and so let, let's just take a quick pause right there because I, it's a conundrum. Like, because it, it's like, okay, you, you, until you get famous, no one gives you anything. And then yeah. once you get famous, everybody wants to give you stuff so you can influence other people to buy it. Right. And you're exactly, exactly, exactly right. Like even on the small scale, like, I mean, because let's face it, strong man of powerlifting is on the bottom end of, of like entertainment scale. But like, even that, like once guys start winning titles and setting records and stuff, they get sponsors out the wazoo. And it's like, man, I know you couldn't afford that. Like, <laughs> I know you couldn't afford that until you won this, this contest. And that's $600 worth of workout gear. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, like, yeah. like no, no amateur strong man has a $200 gear bag until they've done a couple competitions because they yeah. don't know what they need yet. Like they don't know what they need to kit themselves with. Every contest is going to be different. Like, and so when you see guys like, I, I couldn't go anywhere without my, you know, premium gear. And it's like, dude, you probably had like an army duffel bag, you know, or just like a, a regular gym bag, like everyone else. And, and that's where I get stressed with influencers because there are so many, there are so many positive people out there that, that, that they have to peddle things because that's their livelihood. And I hate to, I hate to come off like, we're painting everybody with the ugly stick because we're not, but like, it's difficult for you to like vet, like who's who sometimes. So <clears throat> there are some people out there that are pushing product that is helpful. Friend of the show, Jared Fritz, follow him on Instagram and other social media. You'll see that he does talk about his Advocare a lot, uh, which you've used. And I've heard good things. I use about a lot of you. Advocare products. Um, and along with that, he also sends out good social messages. He's not, I've never seen him make a post that says something like, if you want to up your game in the gym, this is what you need. 
and you never will. And and that's why. So like, and I'm not going to shill for Advocare because they don't pay me. Um, but that's kind of the thing. Advocare doesn't pay anyone. And yeah, you know, Jared Jared's one of my best friends. So like, we spend a lot of time talking about Advocare because when, when he was still kind of new to me, I'm like, oh, I don't want that pyramid scheme crap, you know. And then like once he broke down how how they work and like what the their corporate motto is and that kind of thing, like I mean, yeah, it's his job. He sells it and he makes money off of it. But they don't pay celebrities to like push their stuff. You know, they don't they don't just get any geek off the street just be an ambassador. And the products they make are really good. And the products they make are like true label certified. You get what's on the label, which is a huge problem in the supplement industry. So like with Advocare, like Jared pushes it, but he pushes it because he believes in it. Now, the other side of the coin, if you don't know Jared, how would you know that? Yeah. You know, you, you, you just, you just, oh, this guy looks honest. He's got a ponytail. Like, <laughs> let ponytail's me order, cool. yeah, let me order some pills from him. You know, like you, you, if you don't know, you, you don't know. So you have to spend some time vetting these people. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Jared, I mean, we know him. Um, but if you don't going in, he's got his social media, he's got websites. You can see, you can see the certifications. You can see he's legitimate. He knows what he's talking about. Absolutely. Um, a lot of times you go in and I mean, I've got one training certification is DDP yoga. <clears throat> You'll see. Yeah. Right. DDP. No, 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 sir. DDP. Oh, I'm sorry. DDP Thank you. DDP don't call it yoga. <laughs> anyways for, the, for those the who don't know says. that's a, that's a running joke so uh i guess Paige doesn't want to call it yoga anymore so he just says you have to call it ddpy but it's, we all know it's yoga so <laughs> the, the brand name is still ddp yoga it's yeah you know at ddp yoga anyways anyway um until they change that i'm going to keep referring to it as they have uh plus it's a better hashtag um but <laughs> When you look at a lot of these people that'll come in with like a basic personal trainer certification and nothing else behind that. Yeah. And their entire social media feed is them shilling this one product. If you go down far enough, they may be shilling one other product that they were shilling before that current product. Those are the things you kind of have to watch for with these people and do research. Uh, go beyond that product's page. If it's something you're curious about, um, an influencer, if you send them a message, it's probably not going to reply. Or if they do, like, yeah, try the product. Here's my discount code. Um, if it's someone that really cares about the product, like Jared, and you ask them about the product, they will probably give you an honest answer back and not just try to give you a discount code. I agree. Which is how they get paid. And, and that's the thing. Like I, um, I, I follow a lot of fitness accounts on Instagram, mostly because I like pretty women. Um, Good reason. but yeah. And I'll be honest about that. Like my Instagram feed is full of beautiful places and women and things and cats, but motivation. So like, uh, I'll, I'll call one person out in particular, um, very famous influencer. I've mentioned her before. She goes by the name Meg squats. And by the time you're hearing this, she might be on hiatus. Cause she's like nine months pregnant and about to have a baby. So congratulations to her and her family. Um, I started following her a couple years ago. Just like, Oh, she's a hot chick. Of course I'm going to follow her. Right. And like, she's doing all this workout stuff. And I never really paid attention to her because in my mind, you know, my mind then being the meathead, I'm like, ah, she's just a girl. She doesn't know what she's doing. Right. Because if you look at her, she's not like, she's not Dana Lynn Bailey. You know, she's not Yaxini Orican or like any of those like 
big name fitness. Like she doesn't look like that. She looks like a regular person, right? And there's nothing wrong with that. But you know, that's not what you look for really when you're like, I'm going to be influenced. Yeah. I started following her and actually paying attention to her posts and interacting with her a few times on Instagram. She's a terribly nice lady. And not only has over the past couple of years, especially she's grown her brand tremendously by being a savvy influencer, but she's also gotten multiple certifications along the way. And she's open about that. Like in the, I've seen her comment and post where people ask questions and she's like, that's not my specialty, you know, so I can't help you with that, you know? And then she'll post like, here's what I'm studying. Here's what my certifications are. Here's my educational background. And, you know, like when she got pregnant, she became certified for like, um, uh, like exercising while pregnant. I'm not sure what the term is for that, but, but like, she's someone who I would say she might not be the kind of influencer that I, as a strength athlete need, but if, if I ever meet a, a, a female, especially who is like, Oh, what do I, you know, I don't know what to do. I'm like, follow Meg, go to her website. Everything is there. She's got intro programs for people who don't know what they're doing. She's got videos at the wazoo. Like there's everything you need to learn about working out, especially if you're a woman, she's great. Another one I want to give a shout out to is, um, a mini beast, Carrie Bowlby. She has built a gigantic fitness empire off of selling fitness apparel for the most part, but she does personal coaching and everything. And she is probably the most down to earth person in the world. And, you know, her workout programs are like scalable for men and women of all experience levels, whatever. And I'm not trying to sell for her, but like, she's another one that I've followed over the years and I've I've seen her develop and more so than watching them develop. I've seen how they interact with other fans. I see how they interact with people asking questions. I see the information that they put out there. And I'm like, I don't even have to think about it. I could recommend either of those influencers to anyone because I know that they're legit. On the other side of that, I follow probably 10 or 15 accounts and I won't name because we don't do negative negativity here, you know, but, but there's, you know, one in particular where like, you can tell when it's the paid post because that's got the filter on it. It's got the border on it. It's got the logo on the corner. You know, and it's like, okay, that, you know, she's going to work because she's got to sell this tanning cream that she's probably never used, you know, and then they ask people ask questions about it. They delete the questions. They lock the comment, the post for comments, you know, and you know what you're getting. Like, this is a person just shilling something. This is no different than somebody drinking a Coke in the post game conference, you know, like that's nothing. The, the legal rules say that they're supposed to disclose if it's a paid promotion but mm-hmm. there are ways to skirt around that. And a lot of times there's just not a clear paid promotion tag. So exactly. you got to know the signs to look for. And yep. uh, yeah, I think we covered most of the good ones to start with. So yeah. And like, um, uh, like friends on my Instagram feed, I, I have, which I'm trying to really build up my Instagram this year. I have one paid post um, for this year and if you look through my feed, you'll instantly know the paid post because it's got the filter. It's got the logo. It's got the, Hey guys, for a limited time, blah, blah, blah. You know, and, but then I also, Hey, this is a paid, this is a paid post, you know, please visit them. So I'll get money and no one did, but that's fine. Um, you know, but there's two other companies that have reached out to me this year about doing paid posts for them, you know, cause that's a big business in social media, you know, like I won't, I won't name either company cause I haven't decided if that's what I want to do in my life yet but one company makes like really edgy jewelry and they like people to wear their jewelry in the gym. Like that's kind of their thing, like Viking stuff or whatever. 
And I'm like, oh, that's totally me. But I'm like, I don't know if I want to like, cause I know I'm not going to wear a ring to the gym. And I feel like if I take a picture of myself holding the bar and I got a big, like, you know, rings on, that's not, that's not genuine. And that's not how I operate, you know? So like, so I, I have that cause I, I do have a very strong moral fiber when it comes to that sort of thing. I'm never going to portray myself as something I'm not. Maybe that's why I'm not famous, but you know, I, that's where I go back and forth about it because to me, if someone, if someone like listened to this show and they said, Hey man, I took your advice and it screwed me up. That would crush me. Like I, I, I always want to make people better. I want people to be stronger. Like I'd love nothing more than when I go to the gym and it's packed full of people because everybody in there is, is bettering themselves. That's the world I want to live in. So if I led somebody astray, I would feel horrible. And I know these, these social media influencers, the majority of them, they could not care less. <laughs> they could not care. Please buy the cream, please please buy the, the meal kits or whatever. That's all they care about. I mean, how much can you care about one of your followers if you have 300,000? But then you know what, man? Like, you know, and when we talk about people being superlative, it's not just physical, but, you know, mental and emotional stuff too. Like, you know, C.T. Fletcher, my guy. Everybody knows who C.T. Fletcher is. C.T. Fletcher's got like two and a half million followers on Instagram. And C.T. Fletcher has taken the time to reach out to me before. Um, like when I've commented on things. And I see if you follow C.T. Fletcher on Twitter or Instagram, you see him commenting, answering people's questions, cross posting stuff. Um, and he's not getting paid for that. You know, yeah. that's just him. That I mean, it's building, building his brand. He's building his brand for sure. But also like you're, you're talking to a, a man talking to a, a man, you know, like it's a, a general, a genuine connection that he's trying to build there. And, you know, I would say C.T. Fletcher is one, you know, one of my one of my heroes. I mentioned Eddie Hall before. You know, I've talked to Eddie on Facebook a couple times. He's a super nice guy. I mean, it's not like we're friends, right? Because we're not. Yeah. But like, he's taking the time to, to respond to my comments. And it's like, he doesn't have to do that. He doesn't have to respond to anyone. You know, so like that goes a long way with me because it tells me that's the kind of person I'm dealing with is someone who is concerned, at least in that moment, about making a connection. And if you're going to, if you're going to put your health in someone else's hands, even just to a t the tiny bit make sure it's someone that at least it, it does at least pretending to have an interest <laughs> you know because we never know what people's real intentions are you know but like you know just those little things mean so much especially if you're new to what's going on you have to you, you can't just leave it up to what what you see on the screen you have to go deeper than that yeah well this is definitely a topic that uh, we can go on about and we may mm. go on to another episode one of these days yeah. We're going to have to, but, we're going to have to finish this up next week. I'm looking yeah. at the clock. To bring it full circle. And the reason sure. I wanted to talk about this here, when you see these people that are hawking energy drinks and other supplements at you, all you're seeing is that snapshot or their 30 second video. You're not seeing what else they're doing. And oh I can guarantee goodness, yes. you there's a lot of work going into it besides that product they're trying to sell. So if you want to be influenced by them, get influenced by the other stuff they're doing, how they got the muscles. Yeah. So in, um, anybody just that weight. Uh, a real quick recommendation for anyone who is workout minded, regardless of what you do, um, you're already here on YouTube When you get done listening to us type in Kai green, a day in the life, um, Kai green, K A I uh, day in the life. So Kai green, for those who don't know is a very famous uh, world champion bodybuilder. 
And he released a series of documentaries while he was on the rise where he really wanted to demystify what it was like being a pro bodybuilder. And he wanted to show people because he ran into it when he, when he was on the come up, a lot of people wanting coaching advice. Right. And he's like, I can't coach you because you're not ready to be coached. Now, what do you mean by that? And he's like, because you're not meal prepping for seven days. You're not doing two hours of cardio. You're not going to posing class. You're not, you're not doing all these other things. And so Kai Green, a day in life, I think it's like a three or four part documentary on YouTube where it goes through like what a week in his life is like and all that he has to go through. And it's not glamorous, <laughs> you know, now to be fair, you know, not glamorous, but you know, he's still in the, you know, at that point, at least in the high six digits. So, you know, he's comfortable than most of us, but no matter how much money you have, no matter what drugs you take, no matter what gear you have sponsorships, like nothing replaces hard work. Nothing replaces tenacity and nothing replaces the vision that you build for yourself for the, the goals that you want to achieve. So you have to be encouraged somehow. And we just don't want you to put your faith in the wrong person. That's going to take you away from where you should be going. But Kai Green, a day in the life, I recommend it for everybody. It will really make you think about what people really have to do to be in the top 1%. And if you really want to see uh, a good laugh, uh, influencing at its finest. Um, I always love after a big UFC main event, the first thing you see is that guy running in with that monster cam, puts it right in the winner's hands, cracks it open so they don't have to, and they just kind of hold it awkwardly the whole time. Because you know that the first thing they're going to did they want is not a monster energy drink. Exactly. Like at, <laughs> at that moment, a monster energy drink might kill them. <laughs> like it's the worst. But you know, I guess every time. Aquafina doesn't want to sponsor them. You know, they can't hand them a big Dasani, you know, like it's. Oh, yeah, that's, that's the influencer mindset at its yeah. most visible, I think. Absolutely um, shameless. <laughs> so always gives me a good laugh. Um, if you're Brock Lesnar, though, sometimes you want a, uh, was it Miller Lite? Oh my goodness, yeah. <laughs> but uh, it, yeah, that's, uh, that'll do it for this week. Uh, any final thoughts to take us out? Um, you know, we, we talked a lot about, about that. I think, I think maybe we should, should have a part two about comparisons and maybe get a little more uh, granular with it. Um, because I, I kind of wanted to also talk about, um, programming and how programming comes into this and setting realistic goals. So I'd like to revisit that in the future, but in the meantime, um, I please I encourage everybody to watch Kai Green a day in the life. Um, and you know, just, you know, go through your social media, scrub it, you know, scrub one, scrub your negativity off, get, get your negativity off social media and make like you do a great job, Jared, of documenting your progress through social media. So it's a perpetual record. Maybe that's how you can start documenting your fat to fit journey. Exactly. And uh, feel free to leave a comment. I'll see it. Shoot us a tweet, find us on Instagram handles the same get fit with Jared Still can't reach through the screen. One of these days, Ned Stark's ghost. Um, reach out to us if you want to. There's a topic you want to hear us talk about. Let us know. And uh, I think that'll do it for this week. We'll see you back again next week. A little less fat and a little more fit. <laughs>